Welcome to the Sunday Message Podcast of Bethany Church in Fresno, California. We hope this message will encourage and equip you as you grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. If today's message helps you, share it with a friend. If you would like to know more about the ministry of Bethany Church, please reach out on Facebook or at BethanyChurchFresno.com. And now, here's this week's message. Have you ever felt like a big fat failure? I, I see some nodding of the heads here, you know. Um, if you're human, you failed. Um, you've made a mistake. You've uh, made an error that seemed grievous at the time. Uh, many of us have done things where we felt like we probably couldn't come back from the failure. It, it just hits so deeply. And you think, oh, I'm, I don't know if I'm even going to be able to survive this loss, this failure, this you know, downturn, if you will. What am I going to do? Well, we find um, one of the strongest human beings ever gifted by God to lead his people back to him is now a failure. Or at least so he thinks. And so the Philistines think, right? Because we have a situation now where uh, in chapter 16 of Judges, verse 21, it says, So the Philistines captured him. This is Samson. They captured him and they gouged out his eyes. They took him to Gaza where he was bound with bronze chains and forced to grind grain in the prison. Wow. This is the fate. This is the fate of someone who was charged to be the judge and the leader of Israel. And uh, he was actually the only judge that failed in his task, if you will, at this point, right? Uh, Remember that God desires to bring his people back to him. His one desire was to create a humanity that would love him and understand how deeply they are loved by him. And so he continues to woo, if you will, us back into relationship with him. And he goes to great lengths to do that, even sends his own son down to die on the cross, pay the penalty for the sin that we couldn't pay ourselves. Why? Because he wanted to restore that relationship of love between us. That's what it's all about. And so in the book of Judges, we've seen a series of individuals that have been raised up by God. Once the Israelites realized that they were far from God, they needed God in their life. They cried out to God, God, save us, deliver us from all of this evil in the world. And he does. He, he raises people up. He, he, he defeats the enemy and brings them back for a time. And then the cycle goes over and over because when the leader dies, the people seem lost. And so time and time and time again, they're, they're raised up to bring them back into relationship with God. And remember, Samson, when we get to him, the people were not crying out for a relationship with God anymore. It was the only time. It, it had progressed so badly that finally 
God had to do something special, and that was to raise up a judge on his own that would create a scenario by which the Israelites would cry out for a savior. And so he endows Samson with this crazy amount of strength, right? And, and, and Samson was such a degraded individual, we'll go that route, that he basically abused the power that God gave him. But God knew what he was doing. And so what does Samson do? Egotistically, he goes out and he flaunts his strength, flaunts his power. He starts killing the Philistines. So then the Philistines then are harder on the Israelites, creating that scenario by which God says, I want my people to want me. And here we are. Now, Samson is uh, in prison. And I want you to take a look at verse 21. First word. So. That's a huge word. So. What we see here in this one little word is we need to pay attention to the results of living like Samson. So you're going to live like Samson? So. Here's the result. You see, we need to understand that there are always consequences to what we choose to do. How we choose to live. How we use to how how we choose to use the resources that God has given us. There are consequences. So, God has given me health. He's given me a family. He's given me a church. He's given me finances. He's given me transportation. He's given me a beautiful house. Whatever God has given you, and God has given you everything that you have, right? How did you use it? Samson chose to use everything that he felt God given him for himself. He squandered his good looks on lust for women. He squandered his strength and his power on an egotistical using of his strength to kill people willy-nilly, right? He winds, winds up just squandering what God has given him for the purpose God had given him. I have to stop and think about that myself. The life that God has given each of us, given me. What have I done with it? What's the so? So. So they captured him. They gouge out his eyes. They take him. He's bound with chains and he's forced to grind wheat in the prison. Interesting. You know, when we experience failure of any kind... Um, Many times it's it's related to our own ego. We're trying too hard to do what we want to do for ourselves. And we find ourselves in an interesting place. Uh, sometimes we are we feel captured by our mistakes, right? We feel like now we're in a prison of our own making. We we can't see a future. We're blinded. We might feel like our hands are tied and we're just relegated to 
grinding out life one day at a time. Many of us have felt that way, and some of us may be even feeling that way right now. You know, Samson's failure was his ego, uh, his belief that somehow he was strong and he had control over everything that God had given him. And that's a, that's a warning for us. You know, he made demands of God instead of being thankful for what he had. I checked my prayer life. Is my prayer life all about demanding things from God? You owe me, God. I've been good, so now you've got to give me X, Y, or Z. Is it all about us? Is that our prayer life? Or are we starting with thanks? You know, all of his bragging, all of his fighting, all of his carousing with the enemy brought him to his knees and ultimately his own captivity. And he is the only judge that was defeated by the enemy and taken captive. It's interesting. Well, that's not the end of the story. We know that. Um, If you've read the story, you know. And verse 22 is interesting. It says, but before long, his hair began to grow back. Now, we know that the the Philistines, when, when they captured him, they wanted the secret to his strength. Remember, they thought there was something magical going on. And finally, Delilah, you know, through her nagging all day long. Right. Remember that. Uh, her nagging, nagging, nagging. Finally, he reveals the secret. He said, well, I'm a Nazarite. I took a vow. If my hair is cut, I'll lose my strength. And that happened, of course. And so then he was taken captive. But it says before long, his hair began to grow back. You know, failure has a way of of changing us. And it can change us for good or for even worse failure if we don't uh, deal with it in the right way. But it's interesting that failure, it does have this potential of even restoring us to what God wants us to be or brings us back to the place where we want God again. And that's really the story of Samson. I mean, Samson is gifted, and then he abuses his gift, and then he's right back here, and all of a sudden now it says his hair starts growing back. Now, um, was it his hair growing back that actually restored his strength? Was it his hair being cut that actually took away his strength? You see, we have this idea that if we do everything the way God says to do it, that we everything's okay. Right? But remember, Samson was not living the life that God wanted him to live when he was keeping all the Nazarite rules. Right? I mean, he, he he was sleeping around. He was doing all this evil stuff. He was filled with his own ego. You see, it's possible to read the Bible, see the rules, live the rules, and still be out of sync with God. And that's why sometimes I think that I have felt like I've had no power in my Christian walk. It's because I was so focused on making sure that my hair wasn't cut. Right? 
obeying the rules that I forgot that my relationship with God is not based on rules. It's based on love. That I genuinely love God for who he is. For the fact that he wanted to create me. That he still provides everything that I need. And I love him for that. You see, it, it wasn't his hair that being cut, that cut off his power. It was the fact that he had removed himself from any influence of God. Because God was his power. Okay? So we don't depend on rules. We understand the rules are actually there. The Nazarite vow was there to remind him that his power came from God. When he, when he had those seven dreadlocks, right? When he had the seven braids of his hair, every time he saw those braids, he should have been reminded, yes, I belong to God. See? So we, we obey God, but not to gain his favor, not to gain his strength, right? We obey because we see that in the obedience, we recognize the hand, the loving hand of God in our life. And it drives us to our knees to say, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, Samson's focus was on himself. That was the problem. Now, Samson's hair starts to grow back. Uh, and it's really a metaphor that tells us that Samson's view of God maybe began to grow into what it was supposed to be in the first place. Okay? You know, um, I don't know if you've ever, you know, decided to cut all your hair off or to cut it really, really short. And it seems like forever. It takes forever to grow back, right? I mean, once you get to a certain point, it doesn't grow back. So, hey, you know, just just clue it up, you know. All right. Corey's going like, yeah, okay, you know. I get it. What I can't get is 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 these guys that got a full head of hair and they shave it off. What's that about? Come on, dude. You, you know, okay, whatever. All right, I'll, I'll go back. I'll go back. I just get off here. All right. So here, here's an important idea, though. Here's a really important idea. God's work and power are not constrained, constrained by or contingent upon a servant's Obedience. I want to unpack that for you. Okay? Samson, to our understanding, misused the power that God had given him. Right? But it didn't change the power of God. God had something in mind. And, and, and Samson is, a, is the archetype. He, he is the, the picture of someone who God uses in spite of the fact that the servant doesn't do what he wants him to do. See, even though the servant is gifted by God to do something special for God, that servant, if he misuses that power, it doesn't affect God one way or the other. God's still going to get done what he wants to get done. Remember the story of Jonah? Right? And the servant actually became mad because God actually wound up getting what he getting done what he wanted to get done, even in spite of the of the servant's disobedience. It's it's a really interesting 
idea to just sit and think about how how you look back on your life and you think, okay, during that period of time, I was really out to lunch. I was I was off kilter. I was out of doing God's will the way he wanted me to do it. And yet I look back on it. And even though I was wrong in doing what I was doing, ultimately it made me into a better person when I was able to finally come to a place of confession and humility, right? If you look at Scripture, what you see with God's servants is you see people who are broken, who at first think, I got this. God's chosen me. Okay, let's rock this thing. Think of a guy like Moses, right? Who was chosen by God to lead the people out of, out of captivity into the promised land. And what does he do? He takes it upon himself. He's got his mission from God. And then, then he, what does he do? He depends on him, his own power, his own ability to try and deliver Israel by killing off the, the Egyptians, one by one, I guess, was his deal. And then he gets caught. And then he's exiled for 40 years into the wilderness, tending sheep. Out in the middle of Nowhereville. Right? It's like living in Kerman. Okay? <laughs> Anybody live in Kerman? I lived in Kerman one time. Anyway. <laughs> and you're out there and you're wondering, what am I doing here? And yet, it was because of his failure that brought Moses to the place where he was able to realize that it was going to be through God that this was going to happen. Not through his own power. Almost every single significant leader of the church or of the nation of Israel had to go through that. Had to be humbled before they were used mightily. And we see Samson in that place. Now, I don't know what failures you've experienced, but I hope that you've experienced them in a way that you finally had that aha moment. And for some of us, We've got to get down to the bottom of the barrel. You heard that term before? Before you can really look up. So God uses failure for good. And so here, here is Samson, still in prison. His hair is starting to grow back. He's starting to realize that this is really from God. It's not about him, all right? Beautiful verse, Second Timothy 2.13. I love this verse. Uh, I've embraced it so many times myself. If we are faithless, God remains faithful because he can't deny himself. He can't deny himself. He's invested himself in you. And he's never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. He's, he's got investment and he's going to keep his promise to you. It's a beautiful thing, right? That God can still use the broken. Those who seem like they're useless. That's when you become useful. Right? So, here we are. Fantastic finish. Verse 23. Let's look at this. The Philistine rulers held a great festival, offering sacrifices and praising their god, Dagon. They said, Our God has given us victory over our enemy, Samson. 
Um, when the people saw him, they praised their God, saying, Our God has delivered our enemy to us. The one who killed so many of us is now in our power. Now, half drunk by now, the people demanded, Bring out Samson so he can amuse us. So he was brought from the prison to amuse them, and they had him stand between the pillars supporting the roof. Samson said to the young servant who was leading him by the hand, Place my hand hands against the pillars that hold up the temple. I want to rest against them. Now the temple was completely filled with people. All the Philistine rulers were there, and there were about 3,000 men and women on the roof who were watching as Samson amused them. Then Samson prayed to the Lord, Sovereign Lord, remember me again. Now, it's interesting. Um, that, that phrase just caught my eye. Remember me again. You know, so many of us, uh, well, I, I don't know about you, but there, there's been moments in my life when I've wanted to be remembered. Right? Wanted to be remembered for something. I mean, something that I've done that's significant. You know, when I was young, I wanted to be remembered for being a rock star. Yeah. Okay. That didn't work out. Okay. Um, but, you know, most of us, we, we want to leave a legacy. We want someone to remember us for something that we did good, hopefully, right? We don't want to be this nefarious person that's remembered for something terrible that we did. So, so he says, remember me again. And, and I remember when I started out in youth ministry, I thought I was pretty hot. I thought I was doing a pretty good job, you know. And then an old farmer, one of his kids was in my youth group, and he took me out for a donut and some coffee in the morning, and, and uh, that's always good. And, and he I said, Bruce, he says, he says uh, I can tell that, uh, you know, you're doing a good job here. I'm going, yeah, of course I'm doing a good job, you know. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. He says, well, he says, I can also tell that, you know, um, you think a little bit highly of yourself. I'm going like, who told this guy? Right? So, and he says, I'm going to tell you something. He said, someday, some of us are going to be sitting around, or somebody is going to be sitting around the table here, the cafe. And one of the people is going to say, hey, did you hear old Bruce Porter died? And the other guy's going to say, hmm, hey, pass me the salt. I got it. You know? I mean, someday I'm going to be gone and, you know, they're going to remember me for a second and I'm worth passing the salt. Pass me the salt. You know, we, we have our moment that God gives us on this planet. We do what we can do. Um, but you know what? None of us are really that special. There's a lot of people that are a lot greater than I'll ever be, you know. And as much as I'd like to think highly of myself, that I've done something significant, in the scope of eternity, it it, it doesn't matter because who was the one to be praised? It's God. It's God. So he says, remember me again. And uh, so... He says this, Oh God, please strengthen me just one more time. With one blow, let me, and this is, this is the sad part of the story. Let me pay back the Philistines for what? For the loss of my two eyes. 
You know, he just doesn't learn. And, and, and you know, I, I, I can't be too hard on Samson. Because I am who I am. And as much as I'd like to think that I've taken a hundred steps forward, there are still moments when I take 99 backwards. Are you with me? Are you thinking here? Okay. I'm still human. And as much as I want to feel like I've, I've rededicated my life to God, I'm on the right track, I'm doing the right thing, and then all of a sudden I do something really dumb. Okay? I mean, he shouldn't have said that. Samson, this is not about you. It's not about your revenge. That's what got you in the place you're in right now. Don't go back there. And yet, God is still gracious. And what was God's original plan for Samson? To be a judge and to lead the people of Israel away from captivity and back into relationship with him. That was the original design. Okay. So, you know, um, he's not demanding anymore. He's asking for strength. But it's interesting that he hasn't really changed that much. Okay. Verse 39 says, Then Samson put his hands on the two center pillars that held up the the temple, and pushing against them with both hands, he prayed, Let me die with the Philistines. And the temple crashed down on the Philistine rulers and all the people. So he killed more people when he died than he had during his entire lifetime. Wow. Wow. Mission accomplished. Right? But that's not really the end of the story. If you fast forward to the New Testament in Philippians chapter 1 verse 21, it says this. For me, living means living for Christ and dying is even better. Another translation says, for me to live is Christ, to die is gain. And we see this as, as a, a commentary actually on Jesus' own words in Mark 8.35. It says, if you try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, the sake of the good news, you will save it. Isn't that interesting, the parallel? Is that it's in, it's in the giving up of our own life. Just like Jesus gave up his life to save others. That's us. If we're willing to give up our life for the gospel for sharing the good news with those who need to, what, get back into relationship with God, we gain life. Suddenly, the significance in life is there. Suddenly, we're doing the right thing. We're doing what God created us to do. And what was it? To be an image bearer. To reflect God's glory so that people see the little bit of Jesus in us so that it directs them to the whole lot of Jesus that loves them. That's what our mission is, right? So in dying, Samson actually accomplished greater things than he could ever have done when he was alive and had his long hair and had his vision and had his power. 
right? When he died, the power was released. So think, how can, how can you, how can I experience the power of God in our life? It's by releasing our own agenda and making loving God and loving others the main thing, right? Then the power is released. And then you can stand back and go, wow, isn't that amazing how God did that? How people came to faith because I was just trying to be a little more like Jesus today, right? Embrace it. Let's pray together. God, thank you for loving us so much. Uh, It's a tragic tale of this man that you raised up, but you knew that um, you knew who he was. You created him. You knew how he would respond to the power that you gave him. Uh, Father, we're not too different from Samson. Many times, God, we, we take what you've given us and we, and we use it for ourselves. We use it for our own pleasure, our own glory. Uh, forgive us, Lord. Uh, where, where needed, make us humble. Thank you for the failures, failures that we've experienced that, that do present the opportunity for us again to bow the knee to you. To thank you for our life, to thank you for what you've given us, to forgive us for how we have misused our life or our resources, but then to restore us, to gradually get us back to that place to where we can be used by you if we would give you our life and live for you. Help us to do that in a way that always reflects your love, your compassion, your mercy, your non-judgmental grace. God, we love you so, so much. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. Know that God loves you more than you can imagine. And for everything Bethany Church, check out BethanyChurchFresno.com.